What up? It is Monday, the Everything is Marketing podcast. Hope you are having a fabulous week. It is uh, raining here in Grand Rapids, although I wish it was snowing. I don't understand people that don't like snow on Christmas, but we've got rain, so that's what we're dealing with. Apparently, these people uh, want it to be Seattle when they have Christmas, so there you go. We've got that. Uh, It is a post-Star Wars Monday, so we're going to talk a little bit about the numbers of Star Wars and get to some other fun stuff today on the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulker and hope you are having an amazing, an amazing Monday. Uh, lots of exciting stuff to talk about. Star Wars is what everybody is talking about. We talked last week to Jenny Garoni from Celebration Cinema talking about all the marketing that was happening around this movie and it clearly paid off. Prior to the movie coming out, it was expected to land right around $539 million and some change. It ended up hitting $517 million worldwide, which makes it uh, far and away the largest movie movie of all time, which shouldn't be surprising to a lot of people. What might be sort of surprising is the sheer number of social media traffic that is uh, talking about the movie. On Thursday night alone, there was 1.2 million tweets talking about Star Wars. Now, how many of those were spoilers? I don't know, because I have avoided most of them until I got to see the movie, which was interesting. I was having a conversation with a friend, as a little bit of an aside, that when you're in moments like this, where there's a movie out that's got a fair number of plot points that could be spoiled for you... It's interesting how uh, sort of odd social ends up being for people who are trying to stay away from spoilers. On the flip side, though, when you're on Monday or Tuesday where a lot of people have seen the movie, you now have this ability to connect with a group of people and have a conversation about the movie itself, which is is kind of fascinating, the yin and yang of of social, so to speak. But 1.2 million tweets on Thursday alone. And this one was amazing. I was just talking about spoilers. This is amazing. 25% of the time searched for the word spoiler between November 18th and December 18th was related to Star Wars. So people are actually looking for these spoilers, which I think is really weird. But a quarter of the total traffic for the word spoiler had to do with Star Wars. This movie is, is just crazy gangbusters right now. And I know I sort of dove into this with Jenny, but um, Jason Hershorn over the weekend kind of echoed my sentiment saying that the marketing behind this movie is something that brands should study. Because n- now, not everybody can be the, st- the Star Wars brand, for sure. However, the way that they were able to cross-pollinate across uh, seemingly insane uh, product tie-ins with Campbell's Soup and Cheez-Its and all of that stuff is certainly something that marketers can look at to replicate in some scale on the level of their own business. Because this is something that, uh, you know, the CEO of Disney bought the rights for Star Wars for somewhere around $4 billion, and people just thought he was crazy at the time. But you look at it now and you're thinking, well, that's going to return this year alone, right? Maybe not in what is happening with the film, film is going to gross, what, $2.5 billion, what, probably when it's all said and done. Uh, but that's Again, not all profit. However, um, it, it now looks less and less like an insane move, especially when you see the marketing that they're doing with breakfast cereals and coffee creamer and CoverGirl makeups and Adidas sneakers and macaroni and cheese and Band-Aids and barbecue tongs and all of this stuff. It's like impossible to get away from Star Wars. As I was saying, to Jenny, you can't go into any store without having a touch point with Star Wars. That's not to say that every brand should have that sort of penetration, although we would love to have that sort of penetration. As Hershorn was saying over the weekend, 
Uh, this is something that most marketers would love to be a part of. The only thing that I find interesting, and, and this is what I was talking with a friend this morning about the marketing of the film, is that there really isn't some fan tie-in as far as the video game world goes. Video games probably, in most cases outperform some of the movies out there, the Halo franchise, the Call of Duty franchise. And while Star Wars Battlefront was dropped in November, uh, it's a first-person shooter that really doesn't have a whole lot of tie-in into the movie. And I think if you've seen the movie, you know where I'm going with this. At the end of that movie, you want something immediate that you can consume to kind of keep the story going. And it's odd to me that they didn't have a game that answered that call, that that kind of pushed some part of the story forward, even if it was a little bit. But you get everything else, right? There is, uh, there's books coming out. The comic book world has been uh, rife with things to read. If you want to learn more about the Star Wars universe and what's going on 30 years after Return of the Jedi, there's all that stuff going on. And the $517 million that the movie got in its opening weekend uh, is nothing to sneeze at. Now, as we talked about last week, are they going to do this for all of them? I don't know that it can sustain for all of them. We're, so uh, the next movie, which I believe is going to be next year, which is Rogue One, I don't know that you'll be able to be as excited about Rogue One on the same level that we are excited for this film. Now, when Episode Eight comes out, I would expect that this machine launches in full force again when we get to Episode Eight. But with the, the what we'll call side movies, I guess, I just don't think you're going to see the level of penetration where you've got sneakers and barbecue tongs and Cheez-Its and mac and cheese and cereal and soup and all of that stuff for all of these movies. It's just that's not sustainable. But this for sure is something that marketers should take a look at and try and figure out how that they can inject some of the thought process behind the Star Wars franchise into their marketing and branding campaign as you head to 2016. And since it's the week of Christmas, we'll finish up with some uh, Christmas stories. I was finishing up some of my Christmas shopping over the weekend, as most people were on what is called uh, Super Saturday. Um, And I was in... um, Where was I? I was in Hot Topic, and on the shelf they had this uh, amazing uh, ugly sweater with uh, Mario from Nintendo on it. And I snapped it to a friend of mine, and immediately upon snapping it, found that there was a Nintendo lens that you could attach to the sweater that looked like it had a to and from tag on it, which which I thought was really interesting, how these lenses are being melded into the snaps themselves. I don't know how sustainable this is going to be for if every product that you click on has its own lens. I don't know that millennials or even below millennials, the Gen Z, if they're going to be into that. But it was uh, it was fun to um, attach that lens because it felt so ephemeral. It felt like the app itself. So I'm taking a photo inside Hot Topic, inside a mall in the United States, and the app itself knows where I am and what I'm doing. And it either knew I was in Hot Topic or knew that the product was Nintendo. I, I just thought that that was some pretty cool branding that was happening on the Snapchat platform. And I'm interested to see if more of that is going to happen as we get into 2016. So uh, lots of people talking about what are the millennials doing for the holiday season? Well, there was a great infographic on Adweek last week that I uh, wanted to break down a little bit, talking about what millennials are doing and who they are giving to, um, millennial women specifically. 99% of them getting gifts for their family uh, versus 23% of them getting gifts for their neighbors. In fact, 48% of them are getting gifts for their pets, which rank higher than their coworkers, um, people who help them or their teachers. I don't know that teacher presents are still a big thing. Um, 
they also are big into physical products. So uh, for all the talk about experiential marketing, when you're talking about millennial women, they would rather receive physical products as opposed to experiential products. So 40, 40, uh, sorry, 55% of them want to receive an experiential gift. 74% of them want a physical gift versus giving. 12% of them are going to give an experience. 68% of them are going to give a physical gift. When you get down to categories... Um, Nothing very surprising here starts with beauty, goes down to clothing. Uh, gift cards are very high up there. And this is if you've been watching any of the studies as we're heading into the holiday season, and, and we're obviously in the middle of the holiday season right now towards the end of it, there was a lot of conversation about millennials' ability to make their own gifts, to make it their own, and gift cards allow them to do that. Gift cards and money ending up third and fourth in the survey. And then you go down to bags and purses, spa and wellness, electronics, events, uh, dining and food that falls into the experience category. Uh, The thing that they find unacceptable, uh, which is, again, something that um, I don't know how where this lies generationally, but I do see this happening more and more, which I I don't know how to explain it. But the idea of regifting, nearly 40% of them have decided that regifting is absolutely unacceptable and should not be done. So when you're dealing with your marketing, perhaps you should not talk about regifting. And online reviews, are responsible for 84% of their gift shopping decision, which ties word of mouth, which should be no duh, right? The word of mouth that they're getting off of social ties into the online reviews, which ties into their social media, uh, and it goes down and down and down. So uh, the last four would be TV, mall, catalogs, uh, news websites, and newspapers. So those are not places that influence them at all. And in the last three days of shopping you get that uh, they are looking for their friends to tell them what things are cool and what things are worth spending their money on. And they want to back that up with uh, online reviews of other people that have had an experience with it. So the friends tell them, then they're going to double check it against, let's say, an Amazon review or, God help us, a Yelp review. If you're in the gaming console, uh, millennials are all in on PlayStation. It is beating out Xbox One by 3%, 65% to 62%. And that is what millennials are looking for as they are closing out the holiday shopping season. Uh, Speaking of the holiday shopping season, it is fully my intention. I'm off for the rest of the week, but I fully intend to continue to do podcasts all the way through the end of the year. So I don't know that I will do five of them this week, but I I might actually get to five of them if we can. If you've got questions, as always, you can get at me, eric at mlive.com or on Twitter. Just search Polymath and Vine. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. Hope you're having a fabulous holiday week as we head towards Christmas. Have a great holiday Uh, And again, we look forward to talking all week long. And if you take off and want to play catch up later on and you're listening to this later, uh, can't wait to talk talk to you, I should say, in 2016. Have a wonderful week. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast.